CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 84. Today's episode is going to be really fun. I feel like you're letting down a listener by not asking. Did you ever think we were... We're getting close to 100. It's so close I can taste it. 16 more to go. We've been on a hiatus though for the last two weeks. We just needed a break. Gather some ideas. But in that meantime of two weeks... You know, I shared two really good ones out of the archive and got some good f- feedback, even that, like they were that deep into the archive. So I think that was awesome. I hope you went, took the time to go back and listen to those episodes. Lots of gold in them. And I specifically picked them for a good reason. But we're back with fresh material. <laughs> As we get deeper into this, it's like, what can we talk about that we haven't already talked about? And sometimes we just need to like reformat the material in a different perspective for maybe a different type of audience or, you know, you even just re-listening to this stuff, you may have missed out on details, hearing it coming from a different light, right? And it's a little refreshing to hear some of these things over and over again. Tucker is going to be snoring in the backyard, in the background. So hopefully we can entertain you with his snoring as well. As it gets louder. <laughs> it's nice. We've had um, this week. We're running Bring a Friend Week, and there well, by has, the time people listen to this, yeah, it'll be over last week. There have been so many friends already in just the first few days of the week. I was so excited to see all the new faces and all the new people coming to try out CFF and everything inside these walls. Um, so. On today's episode, we're going to approach fitness from the beginner. Some tips if you're new to fitnessing. (laughs) Is that a word? If you're new to fitness. I have to look it up and see if it's a word. I was fitnessing. It's like a verb. If you're new to fitnessing. Whitney's doing her Googling. Well, like, hold on. Oh, that says finessing. No, we're not <laughs> finessing. Well, maybe you need to finesse your fitness routine. <laughs> fitnessing. All the teachers out there are like, it's not a word. I'm just leaving some audible space in here so they all can enjoy Tucker and his deep sleep. It's getting excessively loud. There is a CrossFit gym called Fantasy Fitnessing. What? <laughs> That almost doesn't sound like a gym business. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to click on the, the things that <laughs> There's a trademark called social fitnessing. Like that's a term? That's like a it's, verb? It's a registered trademark, a guide to social fitnessing. Oh, wow. By a global gym. A global okay. gym advertising social fitnessing. That's interesting. Huh. We're going to have to pull that PDF up after. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's not a word, but 
since a global gym uses it, you can also use it. Okay. Five tips if you're new to fitnessing. Two hours later. (laughs) Anyway. And I mean, that's what the status or the condition that most people come to us in the first place is like they either haven't exercised for a really long time or they have never stepped foot in a gym, period. So I think just like some general things to think about when you are starting out on a new routine is can be super valuable, you know? All right. What is tip number one? Honestly, I'm going to say ease into it. And like as human beings, we get super excited and we're like motivation is really high at the start when we're starting something new. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's fitness related or project or work or a fun thing, right? Like we're always super excited about it at the start and we just want to dive into the deep end. But I think that starting out with the type of condition that you might be in, like just be honest with yourself that it might be easier to ease into that, right? Don't go ahead and all in because it may set you up for, you know, things like injury right away, you know? So I think that can, is like twofold, like within class in terms of the movements and the intensity. Um, but I also think it can, can count towards like the volume or the number of classes you're doing and how much you're doing when you go from like zero to a hundred in a very short time. And I would also add working one-on-one with a coach. Maybe you need to like, cause everybody will go through foundations when they first start, but maybe that means that you just need a little bit more time working one-on-one before you transition. Or if you even transition into the group classes, you know, having that sort of like specialized attention in that, that one-on-one environment means that you're going to have a lot more time to adapt to the stimulus you're now putting your body through, you know, which sets you up better long-term, you know, you're building structural strength that you just like don't have, right. It's not all about the sweat and putting in as hard of a workout that you possibly can, you know, you're going to get more benefit out of it. If you just come in a little bit slower. And I think, um, people who do jump all in and get like stupid crazy about it, they don't end up lasting. Like just because they get so turned off from any like adverse effects, like I didn't feel good or it made me super sore. And like, I don't like that sort of thing. So like easing in usually gives people more longevity into things. Yeah. Because, and especially with fitness, like that's the long game. Yeah. Like you're running a marathon at that point, not figure, not literally, but like figuratively, you want this to be something that you can do essentially for the rest of your life Um, in some way, shape or form, you know? And I'll make a very broad generic statement, but I find it happens more in men. Absolutely. I, well, more in men and people with athletic backgrounds. Yes. from past experiences. So I'm not going to strictly say men, but like men typically have the bigger ego that needs to be dealt with. And then people from athletic backgrounds who are like, I did this in high school and university, I should be fine and can jump right back in. But that's not always the case. Yeah. Very rarely. Is it yeah. Case, <laughs> to be quite honest. Yeah. Like that's great. You're an elite athlete in high school, but it's now been 25 years since you did anything to that capacity and yeah. your life has drastically changed. Yeah. Like let's, Let's just be honest up front here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Um, what any other things about easing in? Um, no, and I, I think the value of that is you know, coming in for that no sweat intro and just like having the coach lay out that plan for you, they're the ones that will know best on like what that needs to look like to help you ease into it, into a safe and effective manner. So that, that initial conversation, you know, it has many different value points and we've talked about that in the past, but from this context, that's why there's another reason why. Well, we get so much feedback that the coaches care so much and it's like instances like this where, yeah, we do care so much. Like we care what your initial experience is. Like we care how you get started and we care about your long-term plans. So like being open and honest and having those conversations with the coach um, is super important. Mm -hmm. Pipe tip number two, hydrate, it says. This one comes... I was gonna I thought you were trying to read my notes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what someone said to me in, in bike club yesterday when I said I would assume this is common sense. I think she said common sense is rare and expensive. I don't know. I don't know if expensive was the word. I want to say that's what she said to me, and I kind of chuckled. But like this is one that I felt in my early years of my career that like drinking water would be a common sense thing, but like <laughs> through those years of experience, it definitely is not. It is probably one of the most single-handedly overlooked basic habits of real life. Now I'm going to, I put this one as number two, because in my opinion, that's the importance of it. That like you've now added three hours of physical activity into your life minimum that wasn't there before. And it could have been not there ever or for numerous years you just haven't been this active, you know, or to like this intense, intensely or the volume of it, right? All things considered, it just didn't exist in your life before. So you may have been able to get by barely putting back a liter, a liter and a half of water throughout your day, you know, but now you're burning all these calories, you're losing all these electrolytes in your sweat, you know, stuff like that. And like, you need to rehydrate that and replenish that so that your body can recover. And from a, a stance like that, but then also, you know, these first few weeks, I would say even months, you're going to be sore, right? Again, too, you're asking your body to, for it to do things that it hasn't been doing. And water is like oil in your body. It's what keeps all our, our tissues and, and muscle fibers and all that stuff malleable. So that when you're sore, the best way to get rid of that soreness is to flush a bunch of water through your body to make things slide and glide better on upon each other. And, you know, sometimes we add all of this activity, but we don't change anything about the surrounding habits in the rest of our life. And I think that thinking about what your hydration look like can make a huge impact on what a positive experience you have when you first set out onto something like this. And that goes for any type of fitness, really. You know, maybe you're just riding your bike more every day or you're going for a run every day. Like you need to compensate for this increase of activity that you're putting your body through. And, you know, food is one thing, but water is another. I feel like that is just like super straightforward. I don't even have follow-up questions. And that's what I mean. It's like a, it's a it's very like... common sense thing, but it's probably the most under-practiced common sense thing. Um, I think going off of like soreness can lead into our next, um, tip, which is daily movement. Yeah. 
like come and do a bunch of thrusters. Your legs are going to be tight. And then you're going to go to work for the rest of the day and you're going to sit at your desk job and you're not going to move and you're probably not going to take many bathroom breaks because we just talked, spoke about people well, not drinking water. you are going to take bathroom breaks because <laughs> you are drinking more water. And the, the point being is like getting up and moving to go to the bathroom as opposed to just continuously sitting at your desk. You probably sit then sit at your desk or a table to eat lunch. So you're not even like moving through lunchtime. You know, people will tell me like, I'm so sore. I'm so sore. Like, go out and go for a walk. Like, let's get your blood flowing. And it doesn't, I don't mean through exercise, like high intensity exercise or even something super aerobic. I just want you to go walk a couple laps around the block or, you know, go for a 20, 30 minute walk with your dogs or your husband or whatever. Just move so that your dormant blood can get going through your system. I think this is a good time to send people to our recovery episode. Because this is where that applies to, right? Yeah. Like daily movement, getting in your recovery, um, and allotting that in your routine throughout the week. I'm looking up the episode number. And I mean, I want to use this one from a general perspective of like, just to help you deal with some of the side effects that you're going to feel from increasing your activity. But then you can also come at it from like, well, you're adding in all this strength work and that's great. So now let's work on adding in a little bit of exercise that's actually going to boost your, like how much your energy, your body is burning at rest. So that when you do go and sit at your desk all day, you're now like your body is becoming more efficient because you're increasing your output in a very low intensity type of way. That's a good thing. Some of the things that I will tell somebody, if they're not ready to start in a fitness program right away, I'll be like, you know what I want you to do is every day we're going to walk 15 minutes and that's just going to be like your starting prescription because something like that can make even a dramatic effect in someone's life. So from a recovery perspective, but then also from like a supplemental perspective. Um, episode 57 is where we talked about recovery and rest. There's lots of gems in that one for sure. Yep. I remember that's doing good. that one. Yep. Yep. Really good. Next one. Schedule and routine. The creating one and sticking. Yeah. Like, and I mean, we spoke about this maybe from like our current membership perspective last in our, our most recent episode with commitment club, but from a new person or like a new to fitness type of person, you know, this is probably a new habit that you're trying to build. So consistency is really key with this one. The more consistent of a schedule and the more in advance you can plan for it, the higher the success rate will be. And I mean, that's proven, right? So establish an easy routine off the start, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever, Monday, Tuesday, you know what I mean? Pick three days or whatever your schedule is, make the classes consistent or make the class times fit around whatever you need them to, but book them in like a month at a time, if not more, if you know that you can, because the more that is set in stone, the less likely you are to debate with yourself about it, right? That if you only go class by class, the chances on the day when it's time for you to book that class, you're going to be too easily able to talk yourself out of it or like something else will have a higher priority when it really shouldn't. So, um, you know, when I'm speaking to people in size, that's like one of the first things, as soon as we, they commit to their membership, it's like, awesome. Okay. What is your schedule going to look like? What can I count on to see you here with, you know, if it's, PTs, it's going to be okay. We're going every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 a.m. That's your thing. Just trying to make it as routine as possible because that essentially is 
taking a friction point away. And when you're new and this is um, habit building, we need as little friction points as possible. So going class by class, honestly, in my opinion, is one of the worst ways to approach it. And I know that sometimes you think that that's all you can do with your schedule, but no, it's just a matter of like sitting down and your ability to learn how to plan, which is a skill, right? To look ahead a month in advance and like know what is where and where you can count on an open slot to be. And now building this into that open slot. Yeah. I also find it helpful to make like a broad, like not necessarily a broader goal, but like I'm going to work out three times a week because then you're committed to that. So that when you do have those days where it's like, oh, I don't feel like going or something's coming up and you have to switch where you had planned because of an emergency or whatever, you still have that overarching, I am committed to going to the gym three times a week Mm -hmm. and you have to follow through on that. Yeah. Um, man, these like all flow into each other. Um, our next tip is support, which I think you need in order to execute your schedule and new routine that you're creating. And that, I think that this is a varying level or like, I mean, you can look at it in different ways, like a web or different tiered system of the different types of support that you're going to need. Right. So immediately your most immediate source of support is right here as you're making that commitment, the coach helping you build this plan, right? The coach that you're going to work with, the people within the gym, like those are built in support systems that are there for you and you can use, I think would be the first tier, right? Cause that's the most immediate one. I think the next one would be like your spouse or your significant other, or your family, like anybody on that next level would be the next source of support because they're the ones that are going to enable your schedule to work. You know, all of the other things that happen in your day, they're going to help you make sure that this gets done. Um, and we've spoken in previous episodes about how to enable that conversation. You know, sometimes it's a tough conversation for people and sometimes it's not, but it is a conversation that needs to be had. I think stepping down from there, like your friends would be the next level of support that like, Maybe you can't count on your significant other to give you the type of support you need, but your friends definitely can. They can be your cheerleaders and be your hype people to make sure that you're being accountable and checking in, that you're getting your workout done. Maybe it's new friends that you find in the gym, right? That they become your workout accountability people or just like people to talk to that like, hey, I'm really struggling with X, Y, and Z and, or I don't know how to do this or I don't know who to talk to about this and they can guide you down that way. Any of those people on that list really can, to be honest. And I think it just kind of like tears down from there in your supports or your social circles, right? Your coworkers and things. Just looking to see if we did a specific podcast on that. I thought that we did, but it might've been like how to ask for support or something like that. Yeah, I know it's definitely in like our goals just in our goals podcast, just creating that support system as you're doing that. I'm so scrolling. Just like how important your environment is. Mm-hmm. Oh, support systems. Yeah. Episode 43. Support systems and the deeper why. I need like a table of contents that we can just refer to. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a soapbox episode because it, it starts out in today's episode. Coach T is up on her soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> a forewarning. Yeah. Matlin, just in case you forget what a soapbox is. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Cool. Yeah. 
That was a good one too. That support system, the value in having that means that you don't need to try and take this new habit on alone. And I mean, there are people that try and do this stuff alone very well, like for their own reasons. But I almost feel like by closing that off, you're closing off a lot of opportunity also, you know? And you, I know some people can get very caught up in their reasons why they want to do something by themselves. But I mean, science proves on and on time and time again, when we have like-minded, positive people within our circle to help us achieve something, 99.9 of the times you're going to be far more successful than without. And I think it's important in your support system that there is someone you trust that you can have tough conversations with and can open up about and not have to be dealing with struggles and stuff uh, on your own. Mm-hmm. That, that is a big key. So if you don't have somebody like that, we can find you plenty of people in the gym. Absolutely. <laughs> that can help build that relationship for sure. So I know that when you first start out into something like this, when you're new into the fitness world, um, it can be scary and overwhelming and it can all be happening really fast. So I think by, even though this is a list of five things, like pick one of them and build one thing at a time. So maybe you just sit down and you build out a schedule and you ease into that schedule. And once that schedule feels very routine and you don't have to have to like fight with it to make it happen, then you start working or thinking about things like adding in some movement or drinking another glass or two of water within your day, you know, and then further on down the road, as things get a little bit tougher with maybe just dealing with some experiences or maybe other people within your support circle that aren't being supportive, you now have the ability to go and talk to somebody because you've kind of mastered these more like, I don't want to say entry level things because they're definitely not easy for some people, but these more like surf surface level things, you know, you don't have to eat the whole elephant at once. So maybe just to simplify it in this manner can, if we can help one person, that's a win. And even to our members who have been here a long time and are just falling off course, like this is, back to the basics, how to get back on track. Yeah. Like if you haven't been able to make it to the gym for the last month, like, are you going to jump back into unlimited visits? Like probably not a good idea. You know, let's just make sure you're getting here three times a week. Start small. Any other tips? I think those cover a very wide base of things. It's pretty all encompassing. I'd say. I like them. Good. Listener question. On this list of five things, what is one thing that you, what is one thing that you could implement or you could have implemented better when you first began on your journey? I wonder how many people paid attention to these things when they first started or like they probably weren't aware of them. Right. So if you look back on your journey, is there anything that maybe sticks out that like, Oh yeah, if I would have done that a little bit better, it might've been a little bit easier for me. That's what I want to know. There you go. Send those listener answers through to us. You know how reach us through our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter.
Um, and then also remember, we do run that free Facebook group, um, health. Oh my gosh. I just blanked on my own name of my group. Oh boy. Hold on. Health, fitness, nutrition, and mindset in Yorkton. And even if you aren't a citizen of Yorkton, like if you are listening to us from California, which I hope our listener in California still is, we talked about that person before, um, please join the group, just request access and we'll put you in there. We give out tons of daily tips and free stuff and free eBooks and all kinds of information that definitely can help you get started on your journey or even just continue on through it. Um, and it's a great group of people in there that are super supportive of one another and share a lot. And I love it. There's a lot of good stuff that happens in that group. So I'll post the link in our show notes, just give it a click request access and I'll toss you in there. Um, glad to be back episode 84, five tips. If you're new to fitness.